Autumn leaves are changing colors, changing colors, changing colors. Autumn leaves are changing colors all over town. Autumn leaves are changing colors. Welcome to the League Lowdown Podcast. I'm your co-host, Diane Tanwakio. I'm Greg Ellis. And this is Billy. We had a few champions crowned this weekend. We'll get to that. Yeah, everybody is officially in the offseason. It's fall season. I love the offseason. That's 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 where the the opening move of the chess match begins is right. in the offseason. But it's super short this time. It's yeah. literally two weeks, if that. No, we got about, yeah, three well, weeks. San it's three Diego. Weeks. It's three weeks. San Diego starts the third. Oh, yeah, two weeks for them, for sure. Literally. Yeah, three weeks for most. And everybody people. else is the tenth. Yeah, most uh, people are the tenth, except for what New York. New York. I think New York's the fourteenth. Yeah. Right. Right. Congratulations to RBK, officially crowned the kings of LA. The best in LA. Congratulations to Lights Out, who are crowned the Spartan champions in LA. The best in LA. There they are. Uh, congratulations the to Mammoth, crowned the champions in Dallas. Yeah. Oh, we'll get to them. We'll get to them. So I had a front row seat Yeah. for the L.A. championships. So you got to see La Migra do their thing, huh? <laughs> Let me just say, first off, I want to apologize to La Migra for doubting them. They came out and did their thing. And no, this apology is not part of any sort of a bet. They literally impressed me. Yeah. I'm, you guys know me. I'm always asking folks to show me. La Migra showed me. They started off with a big win over the Savages that I did not see coming. I did. But I told you. This, I saw it coming. There, you know, it's crazy because... I have a question because we were talking about this earlier and you were saying that the RBK and Sharks game was really good. Correct. If the Sharks were to play La Migra, who would win? Ooh. Right? I, I think, honestly, okay, I, the Sharks. Not to not to continue to doubt Lamigra, but the Sharks. <laughs> I think the I think the Sharks would be a better matchup. Lamigra's so pissed at you. No, but no, but see the thing, you know, if after seeing what I've seen, and I have to do it all over again, I think the Sharks, which the Sharks RBK game was a really good game, mm-hmm. not just because of the conferences. I think but the the matchups, the Sharks versus the Sharks versus Lamigra versus RBK would have been a better matchup and then the that way you get the winners play that's that's the way I think. Okay. But the well, way it was mixed question. up. You see you saw those top four teams. Correct. List them in order on who was the better teams. RBK number one. RBK is number one. Number I, two, I've always said that. In your opinion, number oh, two? After seeing what I saw Lamigra. Oh. Okay. I'm still gonna well, go, then go But no, here's I... where the swap happens. I think the Sharks are better than the Savages. I think the Sharks, when you get into the playoffs, I think the Sharks' mental game, their their chess moves are better. Than, because realistically, talent-wise, and I love those guys, I, you know, from, from the Sharks, I just don't think talent-wise, the conglomerate of the talent is as good on the Sharks as it is on the Savages. But the Sharks came in with a game plan, one that even RBK didn't see happening, to where they were on the sideline, they were like, okay, this this is a really good team. Like, they did not see the Sharks coming in and testing them the way. And and the Sharks had the lead towards the end of the game with the ball. They had a chance to ice the game. They could have. If they would have scored on their second-to-last drive, right, they would have gone up two scores. And they didn't. They got stopped 
before they can reach midfield, RBK scores, Sharks have another chance to go for the win and got stopped before they got to midfield again. Oh, wow. So it was the defense. So the problem wasn't Rick Conti. I, no. I mean, well, here's the thing. <laughs> when you're the quarterback of a team and your offense gets stopped twice at the end of the game when you had the lead, oh, you're going to take fault. the blame. Yeah, okay. Not well, because there's some sort of systemic problem with him, you know, where he yeah. has, you know, some, you know, I wouldn't say he has a problem choking or anything like that, but, like, literally, if I was my team and I got stopped twice, my player's going to be like, Greg, the offense, that can't happen. I'm the, I would be the quarterback. Well, it's on me. Rick was upset. Oh. He was upset at us for basically calling him a choker, right? <laughs> he, he hit me up. Did he hit you up? No. Did he hit you up? <laughs> he talked to me in person. Oh, okay. And he was upset. He got upset. When he talked to me, he wasn't upset. I think he was a little disappointed because he felt that it was it was right. it was undeserved yeah. what was said about him on the podcast. <laughs> that was very passive aggressive. No, I what know. I just what I, I, I just and, did. And, but, and, and it, but it's but it's true. The truth is, is that Rick, listen, I do. He said he he told me that I didn't give him any love. I don't give him any love. I don't show him any love. I do show him love. I think Rick is one of the top quarterbacks in tough league. But I also know him as a quarterback that finds the struggle in big games. However, I'll say that this is probably the biggest tough game that he's played, and he played great the entire game. Good. Um, the interception on their second-to-last drive was an amazing play on fourth down. They only needed five yards. He tried to throw it out, and the DB literally dove to where he was parallel to the ground and picked the ball off. During that game, people kept yelling, um, all right, we got to be great. And so somebody from Sharks yelled that. And then RBK started yelling at, hey, this is the time we got to be great. The great plays were made by RBK. Mm. And so they won the game. Yeah, Very close game. One score game. Yeah. Very close. Um. You know, I would be interested to see how Primetime Sharks, I think both Primetime Sharks and, and Savages, how they react and, and move forward next season. Um, I got a message from James Turner uh, earlier today. Mm. Uh, you know, I broke my hand last week playing football, uh, posted about it on social media. So James hit me up, told me to get better. Uh, but, you know, what they He, he took... definitely didn't end it with that. I no, know, absolutely. Because I got a text him, from him, too. <laughs> you know, basically, he said, you know, three plays decided the entire game. And so, you know, they really feel like they can hang with a team like RBK. I agree. Now we are talking about primetime Sharks as being the best team in Van Nuys. When before, I think that we have generally, you know, held Savages in that spot. Savages... They they played well against La Migra. You know, I really liked what I saw from their defense. They were rushing two or three, getting good pressure. La Migra was just making plays. And then, you know, Greg, you and I have talked about Surge and Surge's love of the deep ball. And that's what burned him twice yeah. in that game. Inter- you know, interceptions on deep balls. Here's a, here's a scenario. Both teams are scoring. Who's going to get a stop? Savages get a stop. Big stop. Don't allow the team to get to midfield. First play after the stop, throw the post into triple coverage for an interception. Yeah. Exactly. On first down. Yeah. On first down. You cannot do stuff like that 
But that's what he. Playoffs. That's also what he does too. And he's we got that big that, arm, and he wants to show it. We mentioned that before. Is he finds that too? He finds a way to win the game with his arm rather than with his team. That's my opinion on on Sergio. I think it's just literally he has a strong arm. He's got weapons on the outside, and that's what he 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 wants to go with. That's his. That is his fundamental thing. You know. I, did you we, see that play? We, huh? Did you see that play? Yeah. Was there anybody underneath open? Absolutely. There so were he was going coverage. with his arm. So so he was he lost the game with his arm. Rather than let his team win, he tried to throw deep for his arm. I just don't understand that play on first down. Because he's got a great arm. Yeah. yeah. He's got he's got one of and the he, best and, arms. And he's league. and he beat he beat the Lamita earlier. Uh, matter of fact, on the, the first or second drive, he beat them with a deep ball to DJ. DJ Stevens. Mm-hmm. He threw a deep ball, perfect, right? Right on the money. Single coverage, though. But La Migra plays chess, not checkers. So what do they do? They kept a safety back there so that that wouldn't happen again. Yeah. One team made an adjustment. The other team did not. And both interceptions, safeties made hell of a play, both of them. Hey, one was in the triple coverage. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, one, you know, the the one that you're talking about ripped that right out of the receiver's hands in yeah. in the air. Yeah, he made he made an aggressive play that he should have made yeah. though. The safety was the one who was in position for the play. The receiver wasn't. If the receiver would have somehow made that an incomplete instead of an interception, that would have been a great play. But like I said, he threw it. It was just three three defenders back there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's just tough. And like on first down. And I understand the, the, the I understand the inkling the wanna I just got a turnover. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to break their heart right now. But it's the playoffs. If it's not there, you got second, third, and fourth down. Like I said, that turnover happened right away and Lemigra scores. That was the opportunity. It ended up being a one score game. 20, 26, 21. It was a one, it was five points. So plays like that make a huge difference. On the other side, the interception that Rick threw. Because he, he had to try to make a play on fourth down. He wasn't throwing picks on first down. Right. That makes sense. So he got stopped twice, but it was on fourth down. Now, one of the things I said in the last podcast was that Antonio Bray was going to have his defense ready for RBK, and they did. Oh, really? They made RBK work. There was nothing easy. What was the score of the game? 35-27 RBK over Sharks. And that's only because RBK scored at the very end. It was closer than that. Really? It was closer than that. Because when, when, when they got stopped, they weren't chasing eight points. What was the score for the Lamigra versus RBK? 36 to 20 RBK. RBK controlled that whole game. With that being said, when you do your top 10 teams of Tough Nation, do you see Lamigra in there? Do you see the Sharks in there? Yes or no? I've got a yes and I've got a no. So you have the Sharks in there, you don't have Lamigra in there? False. Oh! <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, we just only one of those teams have a Titan Cup win. Well, okay, yeah, that's true. Only fair, one. Fair of, enough. Everybody in my top ten has a Titan Cup win. Everybody. In Everyone your- in my top ten it finished either one or two in their league. Okay. Everyone. If you can do the math, you see that there's going to be some people who were in the top ten that are no longer in the top ten. Savages are out. Uh, uh, that's what I'm assuming. Savages <laughs> are out. I forgot who else he had on there. Program has to be out. And program is out. Be gone. So there's two new teams in the top ten. Well, we don't want to air it out yet. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll let, we'll let the we'll graphic out, and we'll let the people hate on us. And <laughs> go from there. They can hate all they want to. The real is the real. 
and it's going to be a way for you to settle it in January. If you don't like where you are on the top 10. I agree. Right? Show me. Well, and then show me again in January. Speaking <laughs> of January, there's only one more season left in all of Tough Nation right. to get yourself into that scenario. Right. We have a fall season, which for Los Angeles, it starts October 10th. Right. There's no tournament in between now. Too much at, at that time that we can't really fit it in. So you don't have an opportunity to get these tough cup coins. Now, with that being said, we know the top four teams right now that are in the Yuletide tournament if it started today. We have RBK, RBK. La Migra, Sharks, and the Savages. Correct. Those are the four teams. And I think if we take those four teams and we played it again, we may even end up with different outcomes. Really? That's how close. That's how close I think those four teams were. I think that you, I mean, look, total, RBK beat Sharks by eight, uh-huh. and Lemigra beat Savages by five. I mean, we're not talking about, I mean, the championship game ended up being a two-score game, right? But that's because RBK was on a mission. Uh-huh. They finished the season on a win streak of 11 games. They won 11 in a row Yeah, in L.A. That's hard in to do. In Downey. In Downey. Yeah. So, Greg, what, I mean, RBK is clearly number one in L.A. There may be an argument for, you know, potentially number one in Tough Nation. What specifically makes them so much better than the three other teams that we've been talking about? There's a lot of teams with a lot of talent, and people know they have talent, and there's positions that they want to play, and they make the argument to play them. RBK has talent, and the guys will play wherever the team needs them to play. I've seen that. I mean, there's guys who could play offense that don't, that play defense only because that's what the team needs. RBK has that kind of uh, family and organization-oriented team, and they play that way. They take the short if you cover the deep. Uh They go deep if you play too close up. Who's their center? Paul Jones. How often does he get the ball? Paul doesn't get the ball a whole lot. Paul is he's always a, a blocker. Very, he is a he's an elite blocker. Mm, okay. Um he's not going to give you a whole lot of yak, mm-hmm. but he's going to catch the ball if you throw it to him. Here's the thing. Along with what I said about being organization team first, Paul comes out on fourth and long. Oh, really? He comes out, he takes himself out yeah. and says put someone else in there quicker to where if they get the ball, they'll make the play. That's smart. I respect that a lot. I do too. Yeah. Like he's, Paul has my respect. Now, at the same time, Paul's got a mouth on him. Boy, <laughs> he talk a lot. Does he? To the refs, to his team, oh, to the other guy. team. Oh, Paul. Like nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, I mean, you know, that could be motivation, right? Sometimes his quarterback, the reason I like Jason, Jason is, is you know, I've played against Jason for years. He's a good quarterback because he doesn't get rattled. In L.A., is he one of the top five quarterbacks to you? For sure. He's the top quarterback in Downey. Really? Easy. Yeah. Which makes – I would agree with I, that. I would say would he's the you? top quarterback in yeah. L.A., yeah. Would you, would you have said that before this win? Absolutely. No, I would have said that. Really? I, I mean, I I've been watching that. Jason for years in tough. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough, He's guys. very composed. Yeah. He he's so smart. Yeah. And that's the thing. He's smart. Um, He threw a couple comeback routes – this this weekend one on fourth down in like 20 drop back team double rush try to put the pressure on him didn't rattle him at all 
reared back, fired a bullet to a receiver on his knees just across the first down marker. That, that's what a good quarterback will do. I mean, the, the, the confidence to call that route, the confidence to let that ball go, you know, to the outside. You know, a lot of quarterbacks end up trying to go middle. It's a shorter, it's a shorter throw. Nah, he went deep sideline to the corner. Receiver made the made the catch. I watched them play, and and, and like I said, they, it's not even just that they're not going to overwhelm anybody with their athleticism. They're smarter. You know, I don't know what their first two plays of the game were. <laughs> a deep thirty yard bomb. Very close. It was a three yard dunk. <laughs> anyway, um, no, their first play was a side snap mm-hmm. to the slot. Who then dumped it to the center? It was a penalty call. Play comes back. They run a simple play where they run like you know outs and slants, right? Catch a little short pass. Come back to the side snap to the slot. He fakes it to the dump. Throws it back to uh, uh, Jason, who then throws it downfield for a touchdown. Yeah. Okay, we saw something the first time, but we're not gonna come right back to it. Yeah. But we're gonna come back to it. What does RBK? stand for do you know i think it's as simple as run block kick <laughs> well, okay. but it may but I, I don't know maybe it's something else i don't weren't know they, uh, they were rebellion back in the day weren't they they were well n- where jason is known locally for is five man contact and his team was the dirty birds well i i oh, feel like i remember back in the day how old is jason I think he's, I want to say he's my age. <laughs> so he's been around for a while. Huh? Yeah. I think, well, you know, I feel like early, I remember Rebellion in Tough, and they ran into a Black Ops team that won the Titan Cup, um, but that team was loaded with San Diego players. Mm-hmm. And I think Rebellion was favored, but the San Diego players all made it that weekend, and that there's no shame in losing to a team like that. But they've, you know, Jason's always been impressive. I mean, we all have to say congratulations to RBK for winning the Titan Cup championship. That's one of the hardest things to do in all of Tough League. As we move on, we have a fall season. Now we know there's a bunch of players that are kind of moving around. Greg, you have some insight on this. Yeah, so there's some fallout. There were some teams, there were a few teams who underachieved. Raptors. Program they did underachieve. So what's up with the Black okay. Panthers? So is, is anything changing with the Raptors? Not that I know of, man. That's a that's a tight knit. That's group. a team that if they do. To be fair, Mark up. Hernandez was not there for playoffs. Their quarterback. Why? I cannot tell you. Don't know. Not none of my business. <laughs> Miss, my name is Mister Bennett. Do you know I why? Do you really it. know why? I really do not know. Oh uh, no. So that hurt. But yeah, they but their backup quarterback Bueno would be a would be a an elite quarterback on, on any of the other teams. Did you see that graphic about? I did. The comparison? And everybody thinks that it's wrong. They're it's like, fairly accurate. But they think that the St. Louis players, they think that their guy, Justin, is significantly better than, than nah, Mark. No, nah, the, the funny part about it is they play just alike. I know. They do. And, and the stats, the numbers look, to me, they look very accurate. It's not about the stats. It's not about the look. It's about the style of play. If you look at the way Mark. Now, here's the difference. Okay. Mark could do exactly what he does. No blocker, but he can, you know, shake people and make right. a throw. Mark is blessed with the fact that he's got German yeah. and Cecil there, who's, you know, not many people have a six six. I'm gonna I'm gonna go light and say three twenty. <laughs> a six six, three hundred and twenty pound center who can who move and run. catch. Yeah. And knows and can and can, you know, so it's so he has that luxury, which means he doesn't have to do as much. But 
they're they are I've I've seen them both play and they 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 play exactly alike. I mean, they're both shifty quarterbacks yeah. who can throw on the run, who don't necessarily throw from the pocket. They they run and then they throw. Yeah. Right. So I mean, it, it's a fairly accurate graph. I mean, and it's and it neither one of them should feel slighted or disrespected. I mean, because both quarterbacks are it's, great quarterbacks. It's a com- yeah, it's a compliment to both. Yeah. Of them, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's going to be any changes with the Raptors. Endgame is going to lose two big pieces. I know James Calhoun and Sean Taylor, I believe, are going to go play for a team down in San Diego this season. So Endgame loses, you know, their top player, period, and then one of their best defenders. I also hear Endgame maybe losing their quarterback. I think Joey, Joey Latore. I I'm to understand there is a possibility that he brings back his franchise, the Ducks. Ooh. Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. And if he does that, that adds that adds another top team in the mix for Downey. The Ducks are spread out right now. Kinda. There's there's some players who are currently on Black Panthers that may move over to play with the Ducks. Ducks will bring their core, which is pretty much half an in game. Along with you know the Chidez brothers, Flash and Dash. However, one of their mainstays, Trey, mm-hmm. he and I think one of their corners, Miles, may stay with Black Panthers. Oh, really? The quarterback of Black Panthers will no longer be Sean Alexander. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I've been. Un- I am to understand that they are moving on. They've parted ways amicably. <laughs> <laughs> so the press release says. But Sean's a good quarterback. He'll Sean's find a, a great quarterback. He'll find a home. Find a home. He'll. He'll. I'm surprised. I. He's probably already on a team. Yeah. In game doesn't have. May not have a quarterback. So I would not be surprised to see him somewhere like that. Then who does the Black Panthers pick up? Black Panthers will pick up Chris Easy Wilkins. Oh, that's a steal. That is that is a steal. No, I, I think he's one of the best quarterbacks that I've seen. And he's, he's playing a smart Spartan. player. He's playing Spartan to play with his friends. He's for sure a Titan quarterback. His personality will mesh more with Black Panthers anyway because he's he's not affected by playing with other big type A type personalities, yeah. which the Black Panthers have plenty of. Which is why they probably departed with Sean. Well. It's I, I think I think Sean is probably up the Concord back where you know he's he's got a program and he wants to run it, right? And then he's got so many people in his ear, it kind of takes away from their ability to be productive. But you bring Chris in, I think he's a better fit, a better piece. Maybe Black Panthers, you know, come back up from where they currently are, which is <laughs> really at the bottom of Downey. Is that the only player that they're adding, or subtracting and then adding? I don't know. I mean, realistically, the core for the Black Panthers is really solid with John Austin and RJ and wait who John Austin John Austin from the Valley correct well, he played he played the season he played a couple he played a couple games yes okay so he's gonna he's, Did you know that yeah I know John Austin I just no, I know yeah. John yes, he, Austin yeah he's one of the he's one of the elite receivers in LA so he and he played he that's that's how far they fell where someone like that yeah, but that's really. not his core. John Austin has been a, uh, on your team for years. John Austin is definitely. We used to have player. him on. We have him on audio and on video saying, "I play where Greg plays," and Greg hasn't played. So, <laughs> but that yeah, but that's only been like a couple of seasons. No, no, it's been a minute. I haven't played in a while. I haven't played tough in a while. Does it hurt your pride a little bit? <laughs> do you feel? Do you want to get my out there? T- my 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 people? The people that 
I consider family that I play with are all over tough right now. Yeah. So it's just, you know. It, All you got to do is I, blow your little horn. I want, <laughs> doo, doo, doo. Avengers. Assemble. <laughs> I want them to succeed wherever they go. I root for yeah. my guys wherever they go. Do you think you're still, okay, me, this is me and Diane talking now, not you. Okay, you sit over there. Greg, to me, was one of the top quarterbacks in Tough League. Do you think that if he were to go out there today and play, he'd be one of the top ten quarterbacks? Hmm. Be honest, I got tough skin. He's the guy. <laughs> he's the guy that I always thought of as one of the smartest quarterbacks. Yeah. And and he had a decent arm. It wasn't the best. It was decent enough to get him into the playoffs, get him into the Titan Cup playoffs, but lose. But get him into the Titan Cup playoffs. Do you think that if he were to put a team together in the fall, his team would advance to the Titan Cup playoffs? Given all of the players that you know would play for him? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Greg is a cerebral player. Like, we know that. That's the reason why he's on this podcast. And with the talent <laughs> that Greg can attract, that's all you need is, is someone have, who can facilitate. I could have multiple meanings. <laughs> do you think – no, I'm asking you. Do you think that you could be in the Titan Cup champion? Not oh, the championship, the Titan Cup playoffs next season? Hell yeah. This, listen, uh, that's, just, that's just where I am. I'm always going to be there. There's no – and every team knows that they would have to strategize for me. I'm not going to have a team that's going to be middle of the road. I'm going to be the top of the standings always. And, you know, my teams are going to be right there. And it's just the way it goes. I mean. And you play in the Valley. You huh? Play, you play in the Valley. No. Oh, you wouldn't play in the Valley. No, I would not play in the Valley. You go to Downey. I'm going to Downey. I don't. I, I, we haven't played in the Valley in years. We remember the last, I want to say three seasons I, I played. I went to Mid-City because yeah. that's where the better teams were playing. We, we, we would travel down to Mid-City to down, you know, for those of you guys don't know, you know, that's like a, you know, we would travel an hour out of the way. To go play elsewhere because we wanted to play, and I and I would tell guys yeah. there was a couple guys who didn't play with me because I said, "Look, I'm not I'm not playing. I know this is the, the our our field is like ten minutes away. I'm not playing there. I yeah. want to go where the talent is. If you, that's not something you want to do, you know." And and the, and the reason you're out is because of your ankle, right? Um, or your yeah, Achilles. I, you yeah, tore your Achilles, Achilles yeah. right? Yeah, I had surgery on my. So Achilles. you're? Do you think you're done? Nah. No. Absolutely not. When are you coming back? After the championships. After the so tough 2022. Cup? 2022. After the, the, the winter season? Yeah. You are? Ooh. I thought you were done. Yeah, well. The thing, <laughs> here, here's another thing is that because of the format, you can play for as long as you want because you don't have to run. I mean, it's been a year now since my surgery. And one of the reasons I didn't want to come back is because, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm in great shape right now. And it has nothing to do with my Achilles. Like, I feel like I can run right now if I wanted to. I mean. I'll be back to running just as slow as I was before, but I mean, it's just, <laughs> right? It, but I don't, you know, I don't want to pull like a Clay Thompson, you know, get one leg repaired only to hurt the Ooh, other. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like by January I'll be in uh, strength again, and then at that time I'll pull I'll pull up the pull up the bat signal. Right, do you already have your list of players you know that are going to play with you? Yeah. <laughs> I got, I got guys, I got, I've got guys that are not playing right now in the league because they're waiting for me to come back. Who? Just give me a name. Um. Uh, well, my the, center. Davon? No. Nah. No. Davon hasn't played for me in a while, and right now because Davon's playing. Yeah, he's he's that's your center. Right now. Your nah, center. Nah, that's my that's my Mark man, Lowe? Grant. Mark Lowe. No, 
He wanted to play with uh, Joe Smith. That's right. Who's your, who's the center? Um, Big Boots Yano. That's my oh, dog. Oh, that's right. Daryl Gist. Daryl Gist. Ah. Daryl Gist. That's right. He, I did see him recently, and he said he's 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 ready to come back. I know, but he's not. That's good. your center, and he's really good. He's, he's actually really smart. real good. Yeah, he is really good. So, I so mean, already you guys are pretty. You're a pretty good team, just the two of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and but, then, you know, I know my my you know my receivers would come back, but like I said, and, and it, it's a situation where, like I said, they've been playing elsewhere for almost two years now. My handprint is all over tough, as far as like you know yeah, people. people I play. agree. I got I. And so my team would come back and we would be strong. But it's just just about the team. Like, well, I, what's funny is half the people that are listening to this right now don't even know who you are. That's fine. They that's don't even fine. know who Greg Ellis is. That's all right. They'll find out. But we know who you are. That's what counts. Here's the thing. I'm a cerebral player. And you've given me two years to watch and prepare. <laughs> Watching and preparing and actually playing the game as it's evolving in front of you is a different thing. Well, that's – I still think that puts me at an advantage. It's, there's some people who – their advantage is in their footwork. Some people's advantage is in their muscles. Some people's advantage is in their fast twitch. Some people's advantages are sitting on top of their shoulders. I'm on that last group. I, it'd be good to see you out there again. Yeah, no, it's babe. If you're listening, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> She's the, yeah, I was just gonna say there's a good reason why you're not playing. I'm pretty sure it's no. Right. I promised her. I promised her. I have I have specific uh, goals that I have to meet in order to get back out on the field. And she and you know she helped me set those goals. And until I meet them, like I told her I wouldn't play. I promised her, and I'm you know I keep my promises. Good for you. Yeah. My word is my bond. Good for you. Like I said, that being said, there's there's a whole bunch going on in L.A. L.A. is – there's a whole bunch going on in San Diego. Well, but what's interesting is, again, just like all the other locations, because there's only two seasons to play before you get to the Tough Cup playoffs, it's anybody's game, right? Right now, like I said, we have the top four teams that are going to be able to – if there was a Yuletide tournament tomorrow, that's the top four teams. It's wide open. It's going to be so competitive. I'm going to say this right now. I don't know if RBK – will be in the top four. Oh, you mean you mean you don't you they don't might, think they don't you don't think they go back to back, you mean? I don't think they go back to back. I also don't think they make it They make it to Yuletide? Nah, no, they've no, already no, punched no, their, no, they'll, they'll they've already it. pretty much punched okay. their so ticket. So what to we Yuletide. do know is that they already have punched their ticket into the Yuletide okay. tournament. They have two hundred coins, which because they won that Titan Cup championship, that at least puts them in third place. Right. So they're guaranteed in mm-hmm. to the Yuletide. So Congratulations to them, right? Yeah. That's the first. That's actually the first team that we know that's going to at least be in the Yuletide tournament. So put an X by their name. They've made the playoffs. Are we going to talk about the fact that Downey dominated the Titan and the Spartan Cup? Assume I thought Park, bums park bums, The yeah. Park Bums laid a egg. Did they? Well, did they have? A, did they have a full team? Yes, they had more than a full team. They Damn had it. ten guys. Oh. Damn it! So they didn't have a excuse but turnovers, man. I think Omar, Omar Omar threw some picks. And that's damn it. Just he threw some bad picks. So from what I understand, it just it didn't sit right with a lot of his teammates. Like, but you know, but they came out. Maybe they maybe they are better with just six guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rhinos made some really bad decisions. I mean, they they were on the one yard line. Mm-hmm. Their first three drives, first and goal, turnover on downs. Oh God! Pick, touchdown. Oh. Uh, a touchdown. They, they score their a touchdown. third time. Okay. Jeez. But you got to understand, they could have been up three scores to start the game. Yeah. yeah. I ran into Matt and Tony Cresswell yesterday. Um, 
Matt knew that I'd pick them last week on the podcast. Mm-hmm. He felt bad for making me look bad. You know, and he said, I screwed up. You know, we have to bring in an actual quarterback. And that's what they're planning on doing. What do you mean? They're going to get rid of Mario? Mario's hurt. They don't yeah. know if he's going to be healthy for next season either. He's he's that hurt. He's like badly hurt, huh? What enough. I, I I think he needs surgery, and he hasn't had it yet. So they told me yesterday that they you know have some people in mind. They have a person in mind, but the plan is for Matt not to play quarterback. Oh well, yeah, he's not a quarterback. Yeah. He's a great receiver. Yeah. So it's, it's tough. It's tough. You use, you lose your number one receiver and your quarterback when he has to play quarterback. <laughs> like and then lights out and DX Army played a great championship game came down to the end realistically and it's tough to put it on one player i don't know the name of the receiver but it was they're driving it's official clock it's only like 20 seconds or so in the game he catches a pass and instead of going out of bounds in his mind <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm going for gusto you see that cuts well, back to the middle of the field I can, flag oh pull. well all you nah. gotta do is do one simple hip swivel and, nah. and you're wide open no nah, that's selfish you've got to go out of bounds what and happens, give your team a chance what are you gonna say whenever that happens and the flag is missed and he goes for a touchdown you're gonna say great play no no i'm not you know what i'm gonna say i'm like risky play <laughs> it worked in his favor but that's a risky if i'm the quarterback i'm pissed either way if he scores or not, because that's selfish as hell. You're not pissed. Yes, I am. <laughs> if he right. scores, you're going to high-five You can call anybody who's ever played for me and ask him how, what I'm going to say about that. I'll high-five him. I'm going to jump in the air. We're going to celebrate. But I'm going to call them all kinds of names that their mom didn't give him afterwards. <laughs> After he did that, did they? is that what lost the game for them? It made the game more difficult than it needed to be. Okay. Because then they had to rush to the line. Mm-hmm. They, ran a, they, they, they ran a play, and the clock ran out on them. Clock stops while we set the mark. Setting the mark, set the second mark, clock runs. They run a play. Guy catches it, tries to get out of bounds. The DB makes a diving flag pull before he can get out of bounds. Clock runs. Five, four, three, two. Center grabs the ball. They run. They get set up. The center is at the at the rush line instead of the line of scrimmage. Oh. They, they hike the ball to run it. Illegal procedure. Yep. Game, Game over. over. Wow. So that's how they lost. I mean, they were one score game, seven point game, I think. If he runs out of bounds, they've got twenty seconds, yeah, official clock, and now they can huddle, call a play, call two plays, even, right? It just it made it difficult. Tough, tough game. Do you see those? Do you see the Titan Cup and the Spartan Cup? You see what they look like? You oh yeah, they're amazing. Those things are heavy. <laughs> yeah, no, they're amazing. They're like. 30 like 25 pounds they look great they're 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 uh they're made by a guy in in st louis actually a metalworks company so that thing is pure it metal. looks like it was done at a metalworks company it's, it's, yeah. it, it it looks like some sort of uh it's like new hot. age modern art yeah, it yeah, does. yeah that's what that's the that's what they're going for it looks yeah. good it's it's uh powder coated to a black like a black shine that's Ooh. that's for titan and then, and then it's yeah uh, and, and it's, it's got a it's, it's got the silver for for spartan for spartan victors yeah congratulations to the victors at the same night just about the you know, hour flight. About yeah, about yeah. about a thousand miles away, we had the same. We had a Titan Cup championship played in Dallas. It was exactly what we expected. Correct. We expected the Mud Bros and the Mammoths. That's what it was. I thought that Keenan Jackson and the Mud Bros were going to win it. Turns out, Mammoth has. They've got a lot of talent. It came down to a game extra points. A lot yeah. of times it does between yeah. two really good teams. I will have to say, though, as good a game as it was, nobody rushed. Oh, 
That's unrealistic. That's not that's not realistic sixes in a competitive national format. And although both teams have great pieces, great athletes, and are full of guys who could play nationally, they're not going to sit there for five seconds yeah. against any team when they come to L.A. Against any team. St. Louis rushes. New York rushes. L.A. rushes. San Diego yeah. rushes. I mean, even the Savages. If the Savage, if if they played the Savages with Abraham's the rush, a great rusher. Yeah, their rush was fantastic. You know, they just lost yeah. a close game. There's no way that either Colton or Keelan would fare well against the Savages' rush. Whether they would fare well or not isn't even the question. Whether they are prepared to play a game where the quarterback doesn't have that much time to make his decisions. Because the thing is, even with no rush, they took all five to six seconds to throw the ball. Oh. They weren't throwing it quick. It was they, – they were, you know, they were taking their time. Yeah. To throw the, and making those reads does not happen like that. Look at – watch the St. Louis championship. The quarterbacks had to move. They had to make the decisions quick. Neither team actually blocked in St. Louis. They're, they're at the no. most, they got a chip from the center, and he was out and around, and the quarterback – it was up to the quarterback to evade the rush. Yeah. Dallas, both quarterbacks on both sides sat there and had time, 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 and in the last second let the ball go. That makes a big difference. It's crazy because even with no pressure, the defenses were still giving up bombs. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this championship game, there were like two or three bombs for touchdowns. How? Yeah. yeah. How? You're not you rushing. Have, you have six in coverage. Like. I do, it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm watching this. I'm like, how? How? Yeah. How? How did that happen? How, how is the guy that wide open deep? On the flip side, Mammoth's got some picks without getting pressure on the QB. And we've said this before. Just because you can win in Dallas without a rush doesn't mean that you should. Well, no, it means that they're going to win in Dallas, but when they fly out to L.A., it's going to be a whole different story. They're going to play. Gonna, they're going to get their tails. Yeah, you got to think well, bigger picture. I don't know if they're going to get their tails kicked, but they're going to have to get used to almost a whole different format of playing. Yeah, in, in a weekend. In a weekend. That's tough. It doesn't matter who you are. That's tough. If you've never played five-man non-contact and you go to a five-man non-contact tournament, yeah. you're going to spend the first couple games getting your bearings. If you can't get it together in two or three games, you're going to get your butt kicked all weekend. And that's yeah. what's going to happen to some of these teams if they come to L.A. and think that they're going to be able to play a game that they're going to have five seconds to throw the ball. No, it's not going to happen. If you have five seconds to throw the ball, it's because you're blocking two. Yeah. Is your, is your offense set up to run a three-person route? And if you watch the, the the Titan Cup playoffs in L.A., there were teams who were rushing three. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what the Savages did. I mean, think about it. Yeah. I mean, it was two blockers and a quarterback, three rushers, three on three in the secondary. Yeah. Quarterback has to make a decision now. Unlike L.A. or San Diego or any other location, they've had three seasons. They're going to get three seasons to play for tough cup coins. First season – the Kings won. Mm-hmm. The second season, Mammoths just won. And the third season is pretty much up for grabs because right now the Kings won the first season. They also were in the Titan Cup playoffs, so they earned coins this season. Mm-hmm. Colton Garner was on the Storm last season, and I think they advanced, so he's got coins from that. Mm-hmm. 
the Kings played in the tournament, the Heat Wave tournament, and they got second place. So they, they, he's, they've got five coins for that. In Dallas, it's going to be wide open because there are opportunities. There were opportunities out there for multiple teams to get coins. Yeah, you still have a chance. This fall season is going to be huge all across the board. And Keelan and Colton are two elite quarterbacks down there in Dallas. For any defense, it's going to be hard if you give them that much time to make a decision to throw the ball. I, I'm sorry, I know I keep harping on this, but it's just it's a huge thing. It it really is, because that is not the tough game nationally. That's endemic to Dallas. No yeah. one else, nowhere else is no one not rushing. I just I can't get over that. <laughs> and well, they're, they're, they're so good. And the reason why you can't get over it is because you know how big it is. You know well, yeah. how impactful that rush is, and it's not being utilized right. But that's because nobody's doing it that way. It's it's the same reason I brought up the fact that I'm not lit in certain places in yet because they're not ready. I have to let Dallas in. They're going to have three seasons under their belt. They just don't understand how important the rush. The Mammoth is yet. are going to be good off of the Mammoth Mud Bros, Kings. They'll be good off of talent alone. So they're gonna they're gonna get wins mm-hmm. because they've got really good talent. The problem is when they get into a tough game against an elite savvy team, they're gonna have problems trying to figure out what to do with that double rush. Do I do I block? And if I don't block, are my quarterbacks as nimble as the quarterbacks in St. Louis for the Demons and the Wild Boys, right? And I, I can tell you right now, Colton and Keelan are not. They're mm-hmm. not as nimble as those quarterbacks. Yeah. The quarterbacks in the championship game of the the St. Louis, just, they're not. What I will say is Colton does does have a really good pitch game. He takes that that quick pitch. Yeah. He he's very evasive. What I will say as well is I don't know if Colton listens to this podcast, but watching the film, I think he does. You know, I think he wanted to prove something to us. Uh, every time he scored a touchdown. That man turned directly to the camera and did this little like face swipe. Yeah, he's trying to show me. <laughs> I get trying. it. He's so trying, trying to show let, me. Let's get him on the phone one of these days. You Colton, know. Yeah, we should. Yeah. I love players who have something to prove and they go get it. Yeah, well he's he's like you said, he's a he's an elite quarterback in Dallas. It's gonna be exciting to see what the fall season looks like. I know that like I said, this is the last opportunity for players to get those coins. It's only a matter like right now the Mudbros have to, basically have to win or get in the championship game again to to have a chance. So right. it'd be interesting. And I think that's very possible for them. Well, Dallas starts October 10th, and so a lot of teams who have something to prove get your last chance to prove it before the Tough Cup playoffs. So I've heard of some chatter coming out of New York. A few things. You know, people seem to be really excited over there. Um, there's some new teams coming in. A couple of the teams that we were expecting aren't even playing. Who? Let me see. Triple uh, A. Triple A. The, people, the, the team that was in the championship last season. Right. Not I understand back. they're not, which is all but going to secure the fact that they won't make it to the Tough uh, Cup. Um, will it? They're well, in second place right now. Yeah, you're right, because the three top teams this right. season will surpass them. It's it's very possible. I mean, they are really gambling. Damn, why? What's the reason? Do we know uh, why they're not coming back? I can't even tell you. I just I don't think they understand what's at stake. Maybe not. I think that's the issue. Hopefully, they're listening. They understand what's at stake. The fact that they could possibly miss their opportunity. From what I remember hearing, the the managers were saying that they could barely get enough guys to come. Mm. But they showed they won. They were in the Titan Cup championship. I mean, 
I mean, you got to want it. Get it together. <laughs> yeah, you got to want it. You got to want it. Um, I understand that, you know, Express is coming back. But which is get, big, which is huge. It's huge. That's the team in New York. For I'm, I'm sure they'll bring their core. It'd be interesting to, to know whether or not they have some, uh, you know, some some uh, a, a bullet in the chamber or, or maybe something even new. Well, remember, there's some debate. Like, they still think that we have this huge conspiracy against them, that we right. don't want them in the league for some reason. <sighs> yeah, which is which is crazy. We want the best of the best. I, we need... If they were we trash, if right, they were right, trash, right, right. I, would, <laughs> I, mean, I think it would even, be more likely that we wouldn't want them around. We but, wouldn't I mean, even be talking not, about that. Right. But right. nah, we want the best to play. Um, so it'd be interesting. I wonder, I wonder if we should talk to somebody from New York or Express specifically. Let's get, yeah, let's jump. Let's get Alphonse Perron on the phone. I have his number. Let's give him a call. We are here with Alphonse Perone, a.k.a. Hollywood, from New York. Can you tell us why you're called Hollywood? Uh, it's actually a funny story. I got it when I was a freshman in high school. I showed up to the first football practice, and I had my cleats taped. <laughs> and my oh. high school coach was so, uh, was so old school. We weren't allowed to wear gloves. We weren't allowed to wear bandanas, uh, long sleeves, uh, high socks. Everyone had to be uniform. Same thing. And... He's like, you know, he's like, well, if you want to be Hollywood, you can run, run to Hollywood. So he made me run for the first 45 minutes. Of <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, wait, you showed up first, <laughs> first day of practice, spat it up. <laughs> yeah, spat it up. I mean, you know, freshman, freshman year, you got to make, a, you got to make an impact, right? All right. So getting to the nitty gritty. Why do you feel there's some sort of conspiracy to keep Express out of New York, toughly? Uh, I think, I think it's, I mean. <laughs> There's just so many things that we could, you know, so many roads that we could travel down, you know, with everything with the. Um, I got my passport. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, with everything with the miscommunication of, around the first, you know, we win a tournament, first tournament. No, you got to win a league. And then, you know, we win the, the season. No, you can't, you know, no, you can't get it yet. We got to win another season. And then we win the second season in a row. I'm like, ah, you know. It's just, you know, it was miscommunication. So, you know, then we said, you know what, we're not gonna we're not gonna do it. We sat out a little bit and then, you know, this past season, I was told two weeks before the season that, you know, you guys didn't even, New York didn't even have Titan teams. So we weren't gonna play in a Spartan division. And just for the record, we never said we were out. You know, I, I have text messages that said like, all right, we're interested who's in. And then he told us that, you know, there's basically all Spartan teams, you know, a couple of Titan teams dropped out and we don't know what we're doing. And then we don't hear back. And then all of a sudden, boom, the Titan schedule drops. So that's when I went to the league and I was like, we want to play. We want to get in. Oh, I got to check with LA. Uh, you know, the schedule's done and I don't know if we could do it. And we were, we said we would play four games in a day. We, if we had to, we would play three games in a day. We want to play. And it was just, it went on deaf ears. And, you know, it just, it, it didn't see, it seemed very, very fishy. It seemed very fishy. Well, Alphonse, let me jump in. This is Billy. Um, hey, Billy. What if I told you, and I'm being honest here, what if I told you that you are 100% wrong? Would you believe me? Uh, I mean, Listen, I'm not going to sit here and say you're a liar. I'm not going to sit here and say anyone's a liar. Um, that's just the 
type of way we feel. Um, I think, I think personally, you guys want the best teams to go to the region and, you know, and just play. I think we are the best team here. And I listened to the podcast when Tony was on the Dragons. Tony's a great guy. I love Tony, but he's not beating us five times out of ten. He's not even beating us four or three. He's lucky if he gets one. There was never a situation where we said the winner of this league goes out to L.A., Oh, never mind. The winner of this tournament goes out to LA. Oh, never mind. We have to build up the league first before we can send teams out there. Example, Denver is going to be starting up this season and there's going to be eight or nine teams and they have mm-hmm. no idea what they're doing in tough league yet. So I'm not yeah. inviting them out to the tough cup playoffs. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready to do the tough cup playoffs until I knew I had at least eight locations that were fully ready to go. At the time when New York started, you guys won the very first season, right? Yeah, a very first tournament. Right. We won the first season, and then we won the second season. The Tough Cup playoffs were supposed to start January 2021 for all of the 2020 season. That's when it was supposed to begin. Yeah. It was never supposed to begin in 2019 or 2018 or whenever it was that you guys started. We had it set for 2021 of January. Now, obviously, the pandemic came, it hit, everything had to get canceled and postponed for the next year. So that's why we're here for January 2022. There was never a time, and I just want to make sure that you're aware of this. I personally want and need you guys in the league every single season. There's no way I'm going to try to get you guys to stay out. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I don't, like Billy, I don't think it was you. Well, I'll tell you this, Pat and Eddie are very loyal to the direction I give them. And that's why I'm going to keep them around for as long as I can. They're really good. Yeah. And I told them, hey, your goal, number one, get Express into the league. Get them in there. And their responses are always the same. No problem. I'm going to do my best. They, and they always talk about you as well. They talk about the team as well. They say, we need Express in there. I hate that they're not in there. I do know that we tried to get you guys into the season. There might have been some miscommunication last season. Um, as far as getting you guys in, I really wish you guys were there. And all I can say moving forward is I'm I'm glad you guys are in this season. I want you in there more than I want any team in Tough League. <laughs> yeah, well, we're we're in. We're ready to go. So Hollywood, I uh, was trying to check something a little earlier today and came up on an old top ten plays in New York video, and it just reminded me how good Express is. I turned to Billy and I turned to uh, Greg and I said, "Man, man, Express was really, really good." Tell me about the team that's coming in this upcoming season. Is it pretty much the same? Or are there new pieces, losses? What's so we're, yeah, we're, we're going to be the same. It's always going to be, the Express is always going to be the same 10 to 12 guys from the same, same area. You know, we don't, we don't like to go outside of the area. We're basically like a homegrown team. If you have, if there's 11 of us, 10 of us are from within a, a 10 mile radius from each other. It's going to be the same 10 guys with, with the addition of two guys that we're really looking forward to having a wide receiver and another like a lockdown cornerback, which we think that we've been missing. Um, We know Greg likes a lot of points and that's going to, we're going to have like a NASCAR mentality on offense. It's going to go, go, go. And I think after we win, it's going to show you that we are top two, maybe not top, maybe top one, the best team in this format in the country. And I would put 
me and my guys up against anybody. You know, oh what, my gosh! Well, no, I, what, I agree with them. I actually I feel the same way. And and the reason I say that is because I've heard from multiple sources in New York that they are the best six man team in New York. You already know what I'm going to say. <laughs> you already know yeah. what I'm going to say. Show me. <laughs> I, I think see they it. have. I think they have. Show oh, me. No, 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 no. No, This is a different era. This is a different era. I don't know. Listen, it's the same. T- I don't know. I, I you disagree. Can, you can say the same. You can say the same, right? But when the, the conditions change and you have more hungry people. What, yeah, what, what conditions have changed? What teams the, are going to come in that can beat them? That I can't say. You got to play the games. So we just, we just, we've seen all over the country, right? Where we've we've made predictions, we've seen things we thought, you know, were going to be the way they are, and then it goes a whole different way. The teams that we thought would win lose, and you got to play the game. And See, I think, and I, I agree. I think, you know, like you said, Express is good. What I love already is that he said that they're coming with the NASCAR mentality. So you already know you got me right there, yeah. Alphonse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that you guys could do it. But I'm saying everyone's hungry. Right. Everyone's hungry. Especially now that this is the last season. Dragons have gotten a taste. Yeah. Dragons have gotten a taste. And so I think they are going to be just as hype for Express to get in there, for them to get at them as Express is to get in and try to eat off the dinner table. So it'd be it'd be it's going to be interesting in my life. Let me give you the list. Here's the list right now. You guys, T-Birds, Hawks, Hustle, Warriors and Dragons. Out of those teams I just mentioned, which one are you going to be playing in the Titan Cup Championship? <laughs> I hope it's the Dragons. <laughs> I'm going to go on record and say it. I'll say it right now. Express is going to win. I, I, they are. I, I feel like they are. And, and if they don't, I will be shocked. And you know what, Greg? I'll put 100 bucks on it. And put your bread up. I'll put 100 bucks <laughs> on bread it. Up. No, I, we I, went I, one I, and one this past I've, weekend. I've covered New York for a few seasons now when I was doing the old league lowdown. And I've seen enough. I know that Express is a number one or number two team in Tough Nation. If you're coming back with the same guys, you know, I'm going to put my money on you. The other team that came out there and did some damage in New York was the Dogs. Now, Alphonse, I got a question for you. If, if for some reason, I don't see why they're not in, but if the Dogs were to play, would that be a team that you guys can beat? Uh, yeah, I, I think we definitely could beat them. But you guys played. Uh, you guys played them in the we tournament. Played them, right? We played them. We played them in the championship in uh, the tournament. They beat us. I had probably had my worst game in a long time. Bad. I, I played horrible that night. That day. A little birdie told me that the dogs are still a possibility to make that trek from Long Island. Mm. Really? Um, we want them. Yeah. We want them. So that's that's not completely out. That's a possibility. That 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 I was just told that today. That that's still so a possibility. Here's how that can affect something. They were the tournament champions in 2021. So the dogs already have 10 coins per player. Alphonse has five because he was a runner-up. So he has five that he's going to carry on with his team. So essentially Express does have coins right now. Yeah. I I, I would love to play them again. They're also a great organization. They have a lot of talent. But I think push comes to shove, we're going to win. I mean, I really don't see anybody beating us. Well, it's really anyone's game in New York because we just did the numbers, right? The coins. We, we know that the Dragons have the coins. Triple A is second with 80 coins, and they're not even playing this season. It's anybody's game. Right. Anybody's only, game for that Yuletide that tournament. Four. Only yeah. that top four make it to the Yuletide tournament. And that Yuletide tournament is going to be outdoors. In New York, December 4th or 5th, do you think they're going to – what do you do? You're smiling go, over I there. I might go to that too. You ain't going to it. <laughs> 
But that's the, there's no indoor weather. They have to go out there and play in, in what might be snow or rain. I don't know what it's going to do on December 4th. How do you think that will affect your game? It's like we'll be out there in the freezing cold with T-shirts on, no hats, and ready to go. My man. We don't care about the rain. We don't care about the rain, the, wet, the weather. We, it's New York. We grew up our whole lives playing in this crap. I agree, and I think that's why it's going to not be a factor for them. And I, I really do feel like Express is going to be the team that comes out of New York. I heard there's a team that plays eight-man in New York that's going to be joining up. Um, the Hawks. What is their quarterback, Bobby Skarinski? Bobby Schmurda, they call him. Bobby Schmurda. I heard he's 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 bringing a squad out. Like yeah, I they're going to be really good. They're going to be good. Yeah, be it's, good. I'm so it's a small you. league, but mighty league is what it's, you're saying. Yeah, the hunger, the hunger is is there. That's what I'm saying. Like we love the Hawks. We're we're all friends together. Like we're all good friends. Uh, Bobby and and the rest of his Hawks are, I think, maybe like one and seven or one and eight against us. So, <laughs> yeah, it'll be good. It'll be okay. great. But that's also not in six format. That's in or is that in six no, format? No, that, that's in six man. As long as you guys are in and you guys are locked in. Oh, yeah, we're I, I'm in. expecting this to be – I'm not going to say you're going undefeated, but I am going to say right now, before the season even begins, this is going to be the Titan Cup champion. What's the over-under on points for the season? You guys going to eclipse 200? In eight games? I'm, I'm, I'm asking the question. I mean, that's – what is that? What's – That's 25, 25 a game? Yeah. That's 25 a game. It's 200. So let's say – Oh, yeah. So let's say nah, – going, we're, going, we're going for 30, 35 a game. Easy. 30, 35 a game. Okay. That's what we're shooting for. So All right, over. so that'll be 260. So, yeah. so you'll clip 260 points from the season? All right. Are you ever going to yeah. tag a 72 on anyone? <laughs> I don't think there's enough time. time. There's not enough time. In, uh, well, we've seen it. We've seen it. Well, the Phantoms the would say let me tell you, let me, The teams that, that, that tag 70 on somebody means that they're, they're getting some defensive scores. And uh, yeah. from what I've been told, New York's defense is crazy. It's very, very possible. Very possible. Very physical. Uh, like I said, man, we're very we're we're looking forward to it. I got to lock in two more pieces for us, but it's it's full go. We're ready. We can't wait for it to start. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. I, I said it before, and I'll say it again. That's the Titan Cup championship team right there. That's gonna. That's the team that's gonna win it. I I have confidence. And if they don't win, that will be the thing that shocks me. But I also remember saying to myself, I just don't see these New York teams just don't wow me like that. Like I was wowed by the St. Louis championship. Yeah, Express is dope. Like, yeah, but that's interesting to see. I mean, I mean, maybe I just need a refresher. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I just yeah. need a refresher. Well, they're coming. They're they're playing. Yeah. Well, we, I, we hear from I them. can't wait. I can't and wait. if the dogs come, right? That's a but team. I know the dogs. The dogs I know of. I've I've seen the dogs play. But how do you not know Express? I know Express way more than I know of the dogs. The Express I, have played. They have won three championships in Tough League. I know the dogs from other formats. Right. Okay. Well, this is I know the, the dogs format. from eight man. I know the dogs from seven man, and I know the dogs from five non-contact. So you don't I've, know them from the six. I man. don't Are know they, dogs wait, from sixes. What team did uh, Birdman play with? The dogs. Is that dogs? Yeah. Oh yeah. But you've only see, how 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 do you know of, of Birdman from the tournament? Yeah, from the tournament. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm right. saying. Like all we know of the bird of the Birdman and and the dogs is from that tournament. We don't know what they're going to do in a league situation. Be interesting. To see. Week to week, showing up with your guys, they, they can got, show up for one week. The quarterback is a lefty too. I don't. I don't I'm trying to think of. No, he's other. he's the he's without question one of the best quarterbacks out in yeah. New York. It's it's like a there's a long list of 
it's it's Birdman, it's Hollywood, it's Rob Lane, right? Those are the top three quarterbacks that you hear of all the time that know are always going to show up and and win championship games. Yeah. yeah, Rob Lane played in tough league at he played in the Battle Hawks. They didn't go very far though. Right. They didn't win the championship. So because his his neck. The whole oh, drama that's... with the misspelling and the graphic. Oh, his connect, his connect. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so what do you? He had a neck injury. Yeah, that's why he couldn't play or he couldn't play much because he had like a bad neck neck injury. Did he play that weekend? Oh, well, yeah. at, all we know of is that that was the season that the Express won. Yeah. And that's really all we need to know is that they won. So that's why I'm saying I don't think that the Dragons won this season. But if you recall. The Dragons were the team that was in. They didn't win the Titan Cup championship. That was the Dogs. We'll so see. you have to read it as it is. The Dogs are, in my eyes, it's. if they do come, it will be between them and Express. Right. And I hope they do come. I hope they realize how big of a stage they would be playing on, too, if they play for one season. And the fact that we only have two seasons because of the pandemic it's so much easier to get into it. Well, I like I said, I hope they listen to the podcast. I hope they listen to the conversation. I hope it gets to them that what they could, what's at stake. Yeah. Um, well, I always said back in the day, pre-pandemic, that New York was where you know was quarterback country. You know, because of Birdman, because of Hollywood, because of Rob Lane, and that's why even with a small, you know, a small league, they've been elevated in my mind because I know that they can play in yeah. New York. That is such a giant market just like la la is a giant market there's, there's over like 120 active teams that are in los angeles and, and when it comes to new york there's always like 12 teams that show up in tough league six this season so you always wonder where are they they play different formats i mean if you look at that area they play a lot of eight nine man you know new york's game is is aggressive mm-hmm. they want the contact. I mean, I look so. at even okay. Look at tough six. Look at the formations that they come out in. Mm-hmm. They literally come out in like a wing formation, where you know they have the center and they have two guys on opposite sides of the center. And only when they realize that there's not going to be a double rush, do they get into a pattern. Yeah, they're waiting for contact first, and then they get out into a pattern. It's it's a it's a def, definitely a controlled kind of offense, which leads to eating up more clock leading to less possessions, which is less points. I just don't know if that's sustainable against other regions. Which is what's so exciting, you know, to know, like, these questions are going to be answered. Right. We'll figure out whether or not, whether or not teams that don't rush can actually win. We'll find out whether teams who don't block could actually win. We'll find out, you know, if, you know, a two clock type offense is going to score enough points to win. You know what's going to be interesting to see is how they adapt to the referees because you know all the referees are different. There's a player that does something and they go, oh, there's a penalty. I didn't know that was a penalty. Listen, there's a rule book out there. No, I know, but I'm not I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the referees that don't blow calls because they don't know the rules. Like the players know the rules sometimes more than the referees do. Listen, your referees are your product. I'm hoping for this Tough Cup that we put a product out there. Well, I know this. The referees for Tough Cup are going to be the ones I trust. The ones who know the rules. Yeah. Who understand how to control and call the game. Not only who know the rules, but help to form the rules. Those are who are going to be out there. Right. I mean, you know, you can know all the rules and not be a good ref. Mm. 
because it's not just knowing the rules it's understanding their application it's understanding the intent behind some of the rules because it's a game when it comes down to it and there's so much gray that leads to the human interpretation of what needs to happen and so there's a lot of referees who know the black and white but they cannot navigate the gray so when they get into a situation where it takes some common sense to make the correct call they don't know what to do and they become robots and they just like well the rule says this understood but that is not what happened here right right that that is what a lot of players will say but that's not what's happening here how do you interpret how that rule applies to this situation and then you know you put the referee on the spot they got to be able to make that call make that make it definitively have the backing of the rules behind their call and have an understanding of the game in order to make the correct call so that's who you want on the field yeah. I would almost rather have someone who may have to ask for an interpretation of the rule but understands how to manage the game than I would some dork who knows what section 8.6 under timeout says. <laughs> Said dork. I'm just saying. No, you're right. I completely agree. It's just, so. it's like I said it's going to be interesting to see these referees do what they're supposed to do on the right call but then have these players say, "Well, I didn't know that." That wasn't how we played in our in our region. You're gonna get that. Yeah. You know you well, won't. I didn't know that is not an excuse. There's a rule book. So if you're not if you, if they're not do, right. calling that in your region, you need to go to the rule book and be like, this is what it says on the tough website. So so Billy, does that mean that you think that the LA teams are gonna have that home cooked advantage? Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. Absolutely. You think so? I've been to all the locations. I've seen the referees. I know when the good refs are out there. And I'm not going to say who's bad and who's good, but I will say that the referees in Los Angeles know the rules a lot better. It's where it's form. It's the flagship. Like I said, these referees that I'm going to have on the field, they've helped form the rules. It's definitely going to be home field advantage for L.A. and San Diego. More so San Diego, who are going to know the rules more than anybody. Stop it. Just because they complain more in San Diego doesn't mean that they know the rules better. <laughs> they, you're right. They do complain, but they also they do know the rules. They do know the rules. I think it is going to be home field advantage, and I think that's why teams like the Trojans or the Mambas in Birmingham are going to immediately get taken out. New York starts October 14th. We know Express is in. We know that the Dragons are in. We don't know if the Dogs are in. But we do know it's going to be – it's it's a mighty season. There's a lot yeah. at stake for these teams. Yeah. We've talked about, you know, all of the, the top teams in New York and all of the pair. I wonder if – I wonder if, you know, because Express has talked about how they've won multiple times. You think the Trojans in Birmingham could go back-to-back? I don't know because they're new. They won the, they won the Titan Cup championship. I don't know if they're – the team in Birmingham, nobody knows because we had pandemic, the team pandemic, not the actual <laughs> pandemic. Right. We had pandemic who have never lost in Tuffley before. In fact, they've never lost a game apparently in all of that team's run as a six-man team. Interesting. Never lost. Yeah, pandemic. So they haven't played in the last couple seasons because I think their quarterback, Ward Banks, has a, a pretty bad injury. Like he can't mm. walk to the point to where you can't play, obviously. So uh, that's given the Trojans an opportunity to shine. I want to talk to one of the players on Mamba's Justin Brown. I want to get more information on Birmingham. We, as a group in Tough Nation, don't know much about them. They flew under the radar right. the entire year. Of the six 
leagues that we're going to bring to Los Angeles, I believe we know the least about Birmingham. Right, and it's unfortunate because they, they've had four or five seasons under their belt. They've just flown under the radar. They're, they're a small a small league to where I don't want to say that they're not cared for, but the f- game film of these players, like it doesn't seem like they're the top team, so we seem to just brush them under the table. There's sometimes that these players don't show up for the games. It's like that. You know what it is? I feel like that league has taken on the attitude of its conference manager because Chance is real laid back. Oh, no. And he you know he's laid re- back. He's, he's really laid back, and I is. feel like maybe that's kind of where the league is. They're just gonna you know lay and wait. Maybe. And then you know we don't think much of them, and then watch they're gonna end up making some sort of noise when they when it comes to the tough cup. I feel like Birmingham they need to go viral. They need a viral moment. They need a star. Yeah, they do. You know, a big name that we pay attention to and you know draw people in. It's because the conference managers do. They give us the information, and Chance, the dude is awesome, right? That's why we decided to put a, a league in Birmingham is because Chance is, is really good at what he does. However, like you just said it, he's so laid back. I didn't think about that. He's so laid back that that's that's taken on the persona of Birmingham is they win stuff. They The, the game's over. They win the Titan Cup, but it just goes under the radar because there's not enough presence. Like other managers pop stuff out all the time. Come you know, on, chance, scream, holla, blow, chance, whistle, do something, buddy. You know, and I love the dude. I, that, yeah, no, he, that's, he's that's, one of my favorite people man, that's uh, in tough league. He's such a good dude. Yeah, you know, like is, I really is. appreciate him. But you're right; he's so laid back. Yeah. Chance. Well, I do want to talk to one of the players, Justin Brown. Let's get him on the Let's phone. Let's get JB on the line. We're joined by Justin Brown, who plays on the Mambas in Birmingham. Yeah. You know, which is a location that is a little mysterious to us. It's mysterious, but it's been around for four seasons, five seasons now. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about Birmingham so we can help the audience be aware. You're, you guys have a location that's, you guys have been around for a while, but for some reason, you're getting the short end of the stick as far as the, the media. Oh, well, Birmingham is definitely, um, I feel like it's a good spot for a uh, tough league. We have some tough competition. Uh, we had a uh, pandemic who was in the Birmingham league. They actually, they never lost a game in tough league um, since they've been playing. It's even they met the tournament and then my team was pretty good as well. Uh, we had a lot of talent. So I don't know why we're getting a short end of the stick. Uh, I feel like we should definitely get more recognition because I'm pretty sure we could. Um, Birmingham could definitely get 10 with any other city, anywhere. I'm definitely sure of that. So I don't know why we're getting a short end of the stick. Probably a new, a newer team. Well, not newer team, but newer to tough league. Yeah. And been that long. I think that's true. I think it's because you guys are brand new um, and because you guys flew under the radar during seasons when no one was having seasons. It was during the pandemic, and Birmingham was the only city that was actually playing. Unfortunately, oh. that's probably why. The other thing I'm thinking of is maybe because you guys don't have as many teams – but with that being said, there's a few locations that don't have very many teams that are getting the spotlight. So, hey, I, I'm telling you, it's it's Chance Guess is your guys' conference manager. He does a good job on getting the, the media uploaded so we can watch it. He's got good game film. Now, you guys were in the – were you guys in the championship game this past season? Uh, no, we uh, lost the game before the championship. You lost uh, Yeah. 
semis. We were missing a. We're missing about three or four players, so. And that's the other thing I hear about you guys is that your playoffs in the spring season, I I think even one of your teams didn't even show up, right? Didn't one of the Birmingham's teams not even show up? Yeah, that's that's true. It's stuff like that, man. That That's the kind of stuff that just kind of turns the viewers off. One team doesn't even show up. The other team's missing four guys. It's stuff like that that just kind of makes the players go, eh, I'm turned off by it. You know what I mean? A lot. One thing that happened, too, was uh, everybody was kind of ready to play. And then we had a storm that canceled the games, and we played. It took three weeks for our playoffs. Oh storm. my God, you guys! So that's a lot of people' right. work schedules changed. It was a lot of stuff. Nobody was really a lot. It was a lot of teams that weren't really ready. And then we was like, we got to get back out and play. Oh, that's right. You guys have terrible weather, don't you? Yeah, absolutely terrible. That being said, Birmingham is going to be represented in the Tough Cup playoffs come January. And so what I'm interested in is, you know, what sets Birmingham football apart from the other locations? What do you think is is your signature? Um, We have a lot of speed in this league. Definitely a lot of speed. Like you may see, you may see some of the teams in the league where they may throw 15 vertical balls a game. Like whereas most tough league teams, they kind of dink and dump and then they'll catch it and try to get yards after the catch. Is that a testament to the speed, or is that a testament to the defense? I think it's I think it's a lot of defense because not saying that they catch every ball on offense. It's just a lot of people they try to go vertical vertical because of so much speed. Okay, I see that. You guys pay attention to what's going on in the other conferences. Do you do you actually see the other games and the type of the type of plays people call the type of defenses they run? Because I when I look at Birmingham, I could tell that they're newer to tough six just behind some of the strategy, like you said, that vertical game. I can tell because I've even pointed out to my team, it's a couple of us that watch uh, other games from different uh, states and we'll kind of see that they play totally different from us. So we've been kind of trying to adapt to some of the game plays. But okay. I know we watch uh, some teams in California, they play totally different than us. So give me a realistic, give, but, but give me a, give me a realistic view of what you say when you watch some of these other teams. I mean, like, you know, I don't care if it's messy. Go ahead. I mean, I want to know realistically what you think when you watch the games in these other countries. Like, are you a Keelan Jackson from Dallas who studies these things from first game to last game, minute to minute, or do you just kind of watch the, the top 10 plays and then go from there? I may look at a couple of games, but I'm definitely not going to look at it minute to minute by minute. Yeah. But honestly, when I, see, when I look at other states, I don't think they're as talented as us, to be honest. Ooh. I first take at it. I look at it like I do see the strategies, and I know – most of the time, strategies is what win you the games. But I know when I'm looking, I don't see as much talent. Because you have all of that speed, mm-hmm. and you guys like to go vertical, sometimes the the inclination is to want to do that a little much. What happens when a defense sits back in the four across, and they're like, no, nah, we're going to make you go underneath? Do you guys have the capability to play a small game? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. My team, we run set plays. So we don't go vertical as much as other teams. Uh, the first season, we definitely did because we were new. But now that last season, we kind of start running a lot of underneath stuff to even start off the game, like not even going deep to start off with. And then once we got their safeties kind of thinking that we're not going to go deep, then that's when we kind of go deep. So we, we're we adapting to the defenses now. So, Justin, there's a fall season in Birmingham that starts October 10th. Um, mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the rest of the schedule with Tough League and in the Tough Cup playoffs? Uh, I'm not. 
you want me to fill you in? Yeah, definitely. So you have a fall season coming up, and that's in October. That's going to end probably mid-November. And then the top four teams that have the most tough cup coins will play in a regional tournament in Birmingham called the Yuletide Tournament. Those top four teams will play. Only one team will represent Birmingham that will get a chance to play in Los Angeles January 8th and 9th against all the other leagues in Tough League. Okay, that's that's the kind of information that I definitely been wanting to relay to my team. So it's the motivate uh, the motivational factor, so that they can get in the head, so that we can be trying to look for it. Uh, I mean, it's more. as simple as this, Justin. If you win the Titan Cup this upcoming season, you mm-hmm. you are going to be one of those teams that can play in the Yuletide tournament, and the winning team out of that tournament will f- get a free flight to Los Angeles to play in the Tough Cup playoffs. I think with the talent we have, whoever comes from our region or from Birmingham mm-hmm. is definitely going to have a big chance to win win it all. I definitely feel like we are. And, and you know what? I hope he's right. I for sure hope he's right. And you know what? His answer is correct. I mean, yeah. he has said anything else. Right. He's got of, that mentality, which we <laughs> want to hear. I would say, at the very least, watch the championship games in the other regions. Look okay. at the, Look at the top two teams. I mean, that's going to tell you the kind of stuff that you're going to see when you or whoever comes out of Birmingham ends up in L.A. Yeah. Justin, you played the Trojans last season, right? Mm-hmm. Did you guys beat them? We didn't. We lost by one point. In the playoffs, we lost to them. It was a good bit. Um, but when we had everybody, we lost by one point. All right, change that for this season. How many teams do you guys have this season, do you know? Uh, I don't know for sure. But you guys are in, right? Mamas are in? Yeah, we definitely in. We we locked and loaded. Uh, I talked to Chance today, and then I talked to my team today. Everybody excited and ready. So we'll be we'll be practicing on Sunday. We ready to roll. Justin, do you know if uh, Pandemic is coming back this season? Because you just said they've never lost in Tough League. I got word because I know a lot of them. I got word that they may be. So that's well, something that I'll Because this is their only I'm, shot, really. This is their only shot yeah. of the possibility of – being flown out to LA. Yeah, this well, is it. Hopefully, they're listening to the the podcast so that they know what's at stake. I don't think they do. Oh. I, I don't, Justin. I don't think a lot of your a lot of the players out there in Birmingham understand the the platform you guys are going to be playing on pretty soon. Right. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna make sure my team knows. <laughs> no, I agree. I think that's the best thing. I'm gonna make do. sure. I'm gonna tell them tonight. Right. Nice. Well, hey, like I said, uh, Birmingham starts October 10th. Get your team ready. Uh, Justin, I want to see you do some good things out there, man. I love the confidence, not just in his team, but in the conference as a whole. I mean, he basically said that Birmingham down there, they play a little bit different of a game. Even though it's tough, they play a little bit different of a game because there's a lot of speed, right? Which makes them want to, like, throw the ball downfield deep. And he says... He sees some of the other teams dink and dunk, but it's like. That's the successful teams that win Titan Cup championships. Because there's a patience. There's a chess game going on. Absolutely. Right? And you can't just fire down the field every single time. I mean, it's, you know, which is, you know, why I ask him. I mean, can you play some small ball? If if a team is sitting back in coverage, not allowing you to throw nine every single time, can can you dump off to the center? Do you guys have the kind of quarterbacks patient enough to take eight yards if that's what the defense is giving you? Like, do you think that a safety like Ocho from Pericos, he's not, you know, he's just going to eat on that. I don't want whoever comes out from Birmingham to get embarrassed in the Tough Cup playoffs. It's not that I think that they're the worst team. 
It's that I think that they don't have the most experience in playing the best teams. That's interesting. I actually brought that topic up when talking about the top 10 last week. There were some teams that I thought got penalized because they weren't playing top talent. And I think Birmingham may, may fall into that. If they prove me wrong, I will be the first one to say I'm sorry. Because I am. Oops, I messed up. But I've done this for so long, I can see a team walk out on the field and know immediately if they're going to be a contender. I need to see I need to see more footage. This fall season is going to tell a lot for about a lot of let's leagues. Let's pay attention. Let's put them on notice. Yeah. and I Chance, think, you're on notice too. I want, yeah. I want to put Birmingham up on a pedestal. I want to see what they have to offer. I want to see if we are proven wrong. Birmingham, show me. Show me something. I want to see why you guys might make some noise in the Tough Cup. Are you underrated? Are you perfectly rated? Are you overrated? They're not overrated for sure because nobody knows about them. They're flying under the radar to the point to where if you were to ask anybody, if you were to call up anybody right now and say who won the Birmingham Titan Cup championship last season, they would not know. I guarantee it. You want to do it? They'll be like, wait, what are you talking about? I thought Van Nuys played at Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a that was a corny joke. No, but that's the truth, though, is that yeah. they're yeah. under the radar. They don't – if you ask anybody in – If you ask anybody, like, to name three, three leagues around the nation, nobody's yeah. going to name Birmingham. Right, they wouldn't. And if you were to even say, like, who who's Hollywood, everybody would be like, oh, the quarterback in New York. He's put himself right. on the map. He's and it could be because he's louder. There's not a lot of noise going on down there. Yeah. Right. So we'll see. It's it's not it's not their fault. It's not our fault. It's just it is what it is. It's just how it laid out. Yeah. And Birmingham, if you want to let us know why you're underrated, you're welcome to get in our ears. Oh, I love it. Slide I can't slide into those DMs. I, absolutely, and you know they will, especially <laughs> the Trojans, man. They're but they're such a good like. I do like the Trojans. I will say this: whenever they did win the Titan Cup. The media presence wasn't there for them. They were kind of in Tough League's ear being like, hey, what about us? What about us? Then when the league did show them some love, they were super appreciative. Foreshadowing. You know, exactly, right? They're the they're the dark horse. What if they do? And I'm telling you, if they do come to L.A. and they mop up, I'll be in line saying I'm sorry for everything I said <laughs> wrong about you guys. <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right. Birmingham will start up October 10th. Chances getting on it. This is the biggest season in Birmingham because it's anybody's game. Chance, get at me. For real, get at me. Let's tell me something. Tell me something good that's happening down in Birmingham. How come he's he's not in your ear? Nah, he's not. But like I said, he's cool. He's probably sitting back, like man, those guys crazy. Chance has got. You know what? I'll tell you something about Chance. He's 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 in a relationship now (laughs) with a beautiful woman. He's got his daughter there. He doesn't care about Tough League. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's living the dream. Yeah, I hope this makes him say something to us. <laughs> well, October 10th they play, so I'm excited. Excellent. It's going to be exciting to see what happens this offseason. I know there's a lot of players that are going to be moving around from team to team. And, you know, it, at this point, it's just we're just going to have to watch and see where they go and see what they do. We'll keep you updated on it. It'll be exciting to see where all of the pieces fall. I mean, it was a lot of fallout from – what happened in the, the championships and uh, in, in all of the in all of the leagues in all of the conferences? And with that being said, I'm Diane. I'm Greg, and this is Billy, and this has been the League Lowdown Podcast. Autumn leaves are changing colors, changing colors, changing colors. Autumn leaves are changing colors all over town.
autumn leaves, autumn leaves, autumn leaves, autumn leaves.